Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. This episode is sponsored by the Audience Converters VIP Funnel Breakthrough Sessions. Are you ready to grow your business to the next level? Gain clarity on what is and isn't working in your funnel and create a roadmap to increase conversions. Leave with a step-by-step action plan to convert your audience from strangers to loyal fans. Check us out at theaudienceconverter.com slash VIP hyphen session. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. Today, I'm really excited to talk to our guest because she's going to tell us everything we need to know about harnessing fear to move forward in our business. Uh, Today, I have Selena Matreya on with me. She has over 30 years of experience as a visual and marketing consultant. She started her journey as a transformational agent by helping photographers through the business landscape. And after a traumatic car accident that left her brand damaged and impaired, she continued her journey to take life's daily difficulties and big traumas and turn them into a life of peace. She's expanded her teaching to all students who are looking to get more from their life and business and shows people how to harness their fear and grow. Uh, Selena, I'm so excited to talk with you today and welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Kimberly. I'm glad to be here. So one of the things that uh, you talk about a lot is, you know, practical spirituality and how you can kind of use uh, harnessing, as I mentioned, harnessing fear to, to help us grow and move forward. So can you just tell me a little bit about, you know, what you do and what the words practical spirituality mean? Certainly. Um, as, you, as you mentioned, I started as a coach to commercial photographers around the world, and I was working with them, helping them to develop their vision and develop their sales and marketing tools. And anyone in business, entrepreneurs, um, anyone who has a single business, especially you get down to the creative side of things, it becomes very personal and it's very difficult. So I've been a spiritual student for 40 years and I started to bring into my coaching for my photographers um, what I knew to be true as a spiritual student. I, I am a spiritual teacher. Practical spirituality is a term that the source gave me, and it really refers to the use of our daily life as our practice pad. It's kind of like, Kimberly, what does one do when they come out of, you know, you can go to yoga and relax, you can go to meditation, go to quiet, but what do you do when you come off the mat and out of the meditation? How do you use all of life's difficulties as an opportunity to come to grace? Wow. I love what you said about using life's difficulties. Um, And you know, what happens when you get off the practice pad, right? A lot of us, especially in the entrepreneur world, you know, we kind of create our own schedules. So Mm -hmm. we have to figure out, you know, how am I going to start my morning? And for most of us, that's journaling, that's doing meditation, it's doing some kind of workout. Um, But you know, that's the beginning of our day, right? And so how do you move uh, that kind of uh, that mind space into the rest of your day? 
And I, I like what you said about using life's difficulties to move forward. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Sure. I mean, we're conditioned from the time we're born to think that, you know, there are good times in life and there are bad times. And in the good times, you enjoy them. And the bad times, you just suck it up and do the best you can. And when you're an entrepreneur, when you're in business, you know, there's a lot of challenges you have. And we're, we're constantly uh, being asked to, um, to handle difficulties, not only in our personal life, but in our professional journey. The reality that I've discovered is that life isn't black and white. It's not just good times, enjoy, and bad times, suck it up. Really, the truth is that difficulty is an opportunity to remind us to respond from love. We are loving beings. We are energetically seated with high frequency knowledge. And most of us have to reconnect to that. That's what we reconnect to in meditation. That's what we love when we, you know, go to go to prayer or go to yoga. But that's why yoga is taking off because it's so palatable for people to finally start to connect to that part of them. So difficulty really is a call to wake up and say, how can I respond in a way that's not going to create more of the low frequency, the chaos that just landed? Chaos lands. We have a choice to respond with more of it or we have a choice to say, hold it. I'm going to know that this is an opportunity for me to have a loving response because honestly, Kimberly, it's not what chaos it's not the chaos that lands in our world that creates the difficulty. It's our response. Because we're loving beings, when we respond back with chaos, we're out of alignment with who we are. And that's why we feel upset. We just project out and think it's the chaos that landed in. Very interesting. I've heard a lot from other people, of course, that, you know, the way you respond to a situation is going to inform how you move forward. So what you're talking about of, you know, chaos will happen, but how do you respond to it? So uh, tell me a little more about how turning difficulty into peace and, and that process, how is that possible? Well, it's it's very possible. It's We train ourselves to do many things. You know, I, I equate it to, to building a muscle because what we're doing when we when chaos lands in our world, if we take a moment, we stop, and we realize consciously that this is an opportunity for us to bring in peace, right there, we've shifted. We've shifted the frequency. We're, we're, we're physical bodies. We're physical brains, but we're also filled with frequency. And frequency is very real. It's measured in EKGs, EEGs at the end of our life. Kimberly, we're hooked up to a, a monitor. And when it flatlines, the energy is gone, but the body remains. So energy is very real. We just haven't been taught how to harness it. So when a difficult moment arises, if we stop, We've stopped the influx of the chaotic frequency, and then we can choose to say, how, how can I respond to this in love? What is one of the man manifestations of love? Which one should I respond from? Should I be patient? Should I be kind? Should I be tolerant? And when we're talking about that response, we project that inward as well as outward. So when we bring in that energy, that higher energy, that we're already bringing peace to the situation because we're choosing to respond. You know, so example for you, real life example, shall I go there? Would you like one of those? I love real life examples. <laughs> you know, so many, I, I love that you asked because so much of the time, right, I'm that person who likes yeah. to relate everything in marketing yeah. back to a real world, real don't life example. So because, you know, it's one of those things where people are like, yeah, I don't know what that means. And I'm like, well, you know, uh, when we're talking about like lead magnets, for example, you know how you go to the grocery store and they've got those free tastes and suddenly you walked out with 50 extra dollars 
dollars worth of groceries that you didn't plan to buy. That's what a lead <laughs> magnet's for, to let you know about what you offer. So yes, please give me a real life That was example. a great example. I've never heard that. I love that. Um, so let me give you a real life example of how this could work. You're in a food store. You've gone there because you have to get groceries. You're in a rush, but you're only getting a few things and you can't wait to get out the door because literally you're cramming things together and you have very little time. So you go on the eight items or less line. Somebody is ahead of you with a basket full of things because they were in a rush and didn't notice what line they're on. And so as you're standing there, really feeling the pressure of having to leave and they're putting one item on the on the moving belt and another item on the moving belt and you see the whole basket very very slowly go on the moving belt and you feel the pressure rising in you because you you just are feeling very stressed and you start to hear all these words that you're calling the person and all this judgment arises that's a great time to say stop take a really deep breath and i mean physically take a breath and then remind yourself life's going to go on right now my job is to ask what energy of love what manifestation of love can i fill my being with as i breathe here let me breathe let me bring in patience let me bring let me just calm my whole body down and allow this person to do what they have to because when i walk out that door I can be a calm person walking out the door or I can be a judgmental screaming hyena. And right now I choose peace. So you breathe, literally, you breathe. The breath is the physical manifestation of the soul. That's why it's so important in yoga. So when, when you're standing there, you're using your discomfort as an alarm clock and you're choosing to breathe and, and accept responsibility for your own being. And then you're bringing yourself back to calm. Now, for anybody who's never done this, it seems impossible. But I would equate that, another real life example for you, Kimberly, of going to the gym, wanting to get great biceps, and you haven't done any arm exercises. So you've got, you've got you know, three pound weights sitting there. If you go to the gym and you pick them up, and you do your rotations, over time, your muscle's going to grow. There's going to be time when you don't see anything happening because it's growing underneath your skin, but it's there and it's growing. And the first couple of times you do this, it might be hard. It might feel really, your, your arms might hurt because you're not used to working this muscle, but you can't not pick up the weights and have that muscle not grow. It has to grow if you pick them up. And it's the same thing with this work. It's hard to remember to do this. We're conditioned to not do this. So you might, it might take several opportunities for you to remember. But once you do, you will notice the difference then and there. And each time you do this, you're bringing in your consciousness. You're building that muscle of consciousness. Wow. I love that analogy you gave. I mean, I can relate to it so much. I just finished a round of physical therapy for my arms and what you were talking about, how, you know, going from one pound to two pounds to three pounds, it hurts. You don't want to do it, but then it starts to, you start realizing how much easier other things start to get. And it's, it's one of those same things, you know, they say that uh, meditation, it, you know, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be simple for you to start, but after a while, you'll realize how much easier it is for you to approach those little problems. So how can you use these, uh, you know, life's daily difficulties to turn into peace? How can you use those practices uh, to grow, 
to grow a business, right? On the Audience Converter podcast, we're all about what does it really take to grow and scale a business to where you want it to be? So how can we use these practices? Well, think about it. There's almost no place you can't use them. As an entrepreneur, and I've worked with entrepreneurs for over 35 years, I've been an entrepreneur <laughs> for, you know, I'm going to be 65. I've been an entrepreneur since I was in my 20s when I was started as a photo agent. That's an entrepreneur right there. Well, I but, applaud you for getting in you. early. Oh, yeah. I started very, very early. Um, but there's, there's not a place you can't use them. Uh, any worries, whenever you're worrying, Whenever you're in any kind of fear, a worry, a concern, that's the time to sit down and recognize, oh my gosh, my mind is racing. I'm concerned about money. I don't know if this person's going to come on as a client. Um, maybe you've made an, a mistake somewhere. You know, whatever the worry is about, it doesn't matter. The practice is the same. It's just to sit down. It's to use the worry as an alarm clock. And it's to remind yourself to ask. What face of love am I to fill myself with? And then when you realize whether it's, you know, just ask the questions because love has many different physical manifestations. We know it as patience, as kindness, as grace, as gratitude, as tolerance, as understanding. And so whatever word f filters in, what you'll know it, it comes down it's not a thinking process. It's a heart process. It will land. And then what you do is you remember a person in your life, whether it's a grandparent, whether it's a teacher, whether it's a friend that loves you unconditionally, who has always been understanding of you, or you remember somebody you have that relationship with that regardless of what they do, you will always you just have this connection where you're, uh, you will always extend understanding or kindness or grace. And then you literally visualize them and you visualize them opening their arms and falling into them. And you feel that energy because it's energy. Memories are energy. And so you fill yourself with that. And if anyone who's listening thinks this is woo-woo West Coast, let me just assure them that that's why it's called practical spirituality. I've used these practices for over 25 years with myself and my students, and I have not had anybody who has taken on the practices really been able to utilize it and not felt markedly different at the end of that practice because you're you're shifting literally shifting the frequency in your body it's like pulling out a plug from the wall you know we, we and when we go into a room and it's dark what do we do we flip on a switch it can literally be that easy so when you're talking about uh you know the different manifestations you listed quite a few of them mm -hmm. um how how do you know which one you need to be harnessing at that time because you quiet your mind and you just close your eyes and you allow it to land. And that's a foreign process for so many listeners who may be so invested in their mind because part of our conditioning is that we've over-invested in our thought process. We think we are our brain, but we're not our thoughts. We're not our emotions. We are the consciousness that is beyond the thoughts and emotions. We're the consciousness that, that witnesses our thoughts and our emotions. So when we choose to develop that muscle, 
we're acknowledging it. First of all, we acknowledge it because the conditioning we have doesn't acknowledge it. So we're having this very high frequency conversation and Kimberly, and we're, we're acknowledging in this moment that our consciousness exists. And in that moment of distress, when you sit down, you are acknowledging your consciousness exists and saying what, what part, what manifestation of love, and you're just allowing it to land and whatever lands, whatever word lands, whatever feeling lands, you know that it's the one that you need to fill yourself with. And you know, words are manifestations of the physical realm. Love is a frequency. It's a high frequency. It doesn't have a word. So these words are really put forward in our lexicon so that we can, as humans, as, as energy and form, we can relate to them. The reality is just fill yourself with love. It's very powerful what you're talking about, how, you know, so many of us, especially with like our constant, as they call it, connectedness, right? Mm -hmm. We always got that phone in our hands so we can always, you know, invite that chaos into our lives. And just, you know, taking a moment, taking that deep breath and saying, you know, as, as, the, as that really popular mantra goes, acknowledge the things I cannot change, right? So what you can change though, you, you can't necessarily control the chaos, but you can control your response to it, which mm -hmm. I find very, very interesting. It's powerful. Uh, it's very powerful. And you know, it's one of those things you, you're busy, you're so busy. Suddenly the end of the day is coming. You're like, well, what happened? And that's, you know, you take a moment, you take a breath and say, all right, that, that's it. That's okay. And, and move forward. So, you know, I'm all about uh, action steps on the Audience Converter podcast because uh, a lot of us, we, we like to consume things, right? We like to consume information. Yep. We like to learn about new things. But then uh, that next step, the taking action is where the real power comes from. So if you had one takeaway you would want listeners to have from today's conversation, mm -hmm. what would it be? Well, I'm going to pick up on what you just said about action because you and I are action people. And I, I totally love what you just said and support it. So I would, I would like to, um, I think the action, st the, the step I would ask people to take is to try this, to give it a shot. The next time they have a moment of difficulty, have it be an alarm clock instead of a landing pad, instead of landing inside of it and then spinning out all the stories from there have recognize your emotion have the emotion be a, a, an alarm clock and ask take a moment take a breath fill yourself with love and see how you feel when you come out of it may i share a really quick based on what you just said may i share a really quick quote that i think you're going to love I, I love quotes. I like okay. to collect them. Please do. All right. Well, I'll, and I'll send this to you by email if you'd like afterwards, because what you just said about action, this is on my desk. It has been here for years. It's by Swami Sarvegatananda. And he says, it is not your beliefs. It is your behavior that counts. It is not your faith, but your function that counts. And it is not your conviction, but your character that counts. Isn't that beautiful? Because the Swami beautiful. knows it's action. Your belief is something you hold, but what does your behavior do? It's not your faith, but your function. What do you do with that faith? And it's not your conviction, but how your character is. So you can have all these convictions in the world, but your character is a product of your actions. So I thought you'd love that. 
Absolutely. You know, <laughs> we, we've talked so much about it's not just what you're thinking, but it's how you respond to it. Yes. Um, and that's, that's a really powerful thing for a lot of entrepreneurs, right? There's a lot of fear. There's yeah. a lot of unknown. There's a lot of, you know, blank spaces when moving forward and growing your own business. It's a scary thing. But, you know, being able to acknowledge that, look, you know, you can do this, but then taking the action steps to actually make it happen. Uh, that's where the magic happens, right? It is. And also it's how you be while you take the action steps. What frequency are you in? Are you in fear or are you working in a more grounded state? Because that affects or effects, I always, I'm always confused about those words. It, I'm it, a writer. I'm still confused about them. <laughs> well, what do you think? Is it affect or effect? Because what the way you are either affects or effects. The, uh, I believe the, the, the way you are affects thank uh, how you, you respond thank to you. things. Well, well, yes, but where I was going, thank you for that, where I was also wanted to share is that what you were just saying about all the difficulties and steps and unknowns, you're absolutely correct. It's how we be in those times that affects it. So if you're in fear, if you're in disarray, then you're going to create a different result than if you're working from a state of grounded peace. Now, I'm the first person to say that this is not short-term work. Whenever a student comes to me to work, they've already had however many years they've been on this planet to be conditioned in how they're already using fear and how they can, you know, and how they're using it. So we, there's time that's needed of, of using these practices before you start to see them really affect your life. But you see changes immediately, then you see effects, and then your life really shifts. So how you be as you build your business has everything to do with the quality of the business, the length of time it takes to build it, who you're attracting, what you're doing. So that's a very important component to building a business. And I think that's a, a lesson for any kind of part of building your business, right? When we talk about marketing, when we talk about your business Absolutely. plan, when we talk about, you know, what are you doing daily? Uh, a lot of people, they'll stop after two or three. Oh, I haven't seen that result. I'm done. But Honestly, the majority of the time, you know, word of mouth referrals, those take time. They take mm -hmm. regular uh, action and they take, you know, you have to be willing to be patient, right? Mm -hmm. What are the manifestations you list? Be patient, be understanding that um, what you put in is what you will get out, but it, it is a longer process. And uh, it's the same thing when talking about our mindset, right? Mindset is such a huge part of being successful as an entrepreneur. Well, I would say, and I go beyond mine because the, you know, um, being mindful and mindset, these are, are are words that are used a lot. You just did too, and understandably so, because it really asks people to think beyond the thinking mind. I go even beyond that. I go, it's not about the mind. It's not because that really kind of then still speaks to the energetic frequency of the ego or the brain. It really is about how willing you are to acknowledge actualize and and um and utilize you know to to acknowledge and to utilize the uh higher frequency the higher knowledge you have because it's the whole tool bag that most of us are not using at all and once we unlock it once we access it and start to learn how to utilize it in our daily life then we're which includes our business life then we are able to have a whole set of tools that we didn't have before. So 
and you, and I love what you said about how long it takes. Part of our conditioning, especially these days, um, where people are multitasking and they're doing, you know, Twitter and social media at the same time, they're doing other things. Um, you know, the problems we have with cars, with people on social media and on on their phones in the cars. We're, we're so used to wanting everything to be immediate and we set ourselves up for a lot of issues because things do take time. I was just in Portland, Oregon last weekend in front of a, a group of photographers lecturing on um, how to build a successful business in photography. And I, was, I, I told them that in, in the world of photography, it takes us two to four years of having our complete product out there marketing before they're going to see a consistent flow of clients. And I asked for a show of hands as to how many people thought this was a long time and most hands went up. And so I shared with them the fact that the small business development office in the United States, you know, the office that's set up to help entrepreneurs says that in a traditional business, this is a non-creative business, in a traditional business, it takes any business seven years to really get to a place where it's successful and profitable. Mm -hmm. And most businesses fail in the first two because they're either underfunded by money or time. Absolutely. So that kind of backs up what you were saying. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much uh, for coming on and sharing your wisdom with us today. So we're almost out of time. So if people want to learn more about you and what you do, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, they can send me an email at Selena, S-E-L-I-N-A, at selenamaitreya.com. Or they can, and I will be happy uh, to speak with them. Send me an email and say, listen, I, you know, I uh, heard you on um, Kimberly's show. I'd love to talk with you more about the work that you do. I set up 20-minute, 30-minute free calls, and we can explore wh where you're at and share a little bit more about practical spirituality. And the, Or you can go to my website, Practical Spirituality with Selena, and that's S-E-L-I-N-A dot com. Thank you so much, Selena, for sharing your time and your wisdom with us. You've been listening to the Audience Converter Podcast, where we were talking about how you can harness your fears to move forward in your business. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.